Welcome back to the Hot Stove Podcast here with Connor Ford and James Tashi. And today, well, we're in spring training. Guys, how are we feeling? Uh, yeah, it's uh, almost back. College baseball at the start today and uh, MLB right around the corner. Excited for another Cubs division win upcoming. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, definitely um, excited for spring training. Obviously, uh, college baseball is always a fun time. So uh, the stove is definitely getting hot in all, ter- in all uh, facets of the word, so I'm definitely excited. I'm excited, too. We've waited a, a long time for this, especially starting our own podcast. Uh, well, the big free agents haven't signed yet. Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery, how do you think not being able to be with a team on spring training kind of hurts them? Yeah, I think it. Um, in terms of like money or contract situations, I think that definitely would probably make a hit in terms of that, but... Building chemistry with the guys and spring training is definitely a way to do that. You know, everybody's obviously not going to be playing at their full potential. Like, it's Game 7 in the World Series, but spring training is a time where you can fill each other out and see how people play with each other. So I think it definitely hurts in a chemistry sense. Yeah, I mean, it will give them a good um, new look with their team, kind of learn everyone, get to wear those terrible new jerseys, just kind of everything going around the spring training. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, it's not really about the money anymore. I think Snell and Montgomery are both proven guys in the MLB. I think both of them are not going to be signing short term. They want long term deals. But kind of like you said, that team building, that chemistry asset is really big in a 162 game season. Also facing off versus like major league talent. I don't think Jordan Montgomery and Blake Snell are, you know, have practice versus major league talent. And there's no really, really anywhere to do that except at spring training. James, you mentioned the Fanatics jerseys. What are your thoughts on uh, that one? Yeah, I mean, I think you saw the Verlander image come out uh, yesterday. And then also there was a guy, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was a four-letter last name. Was It, it, was, it could have been Nola. It was Josiah Gray. Oh, it was Gray. Yeah, you had Josiah the giant Gray. space between the R and the A. And, I mean, also you've seen with the replica jerseys in stores. Those are looking all messed up with the font and everything. I don't know. Got Fanatics it. trying to take over, like, Jerseys, sports cards, everything just could be a whole new look for merchandise. Connor, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm I'm more inclined to give the Fanatics jerseys a chance. I think if they can just fix some things up, I don't think it would be too bad. I think I think a positive is the colors. I like the colors. I think they're yeah. vibrant. They give the baseball feel. So if they can just tweak a few things up, I think it'll be all right. Braves one looks nice. I saw the, I saw some Braves clips yesterday. They look cool. I mean, I'm rocking up New York Yankees fleece from Fanatics. Uh, I have, I've certainly put in a, a certain investment into Fanatics. I wish, I don't know, their jerseys don't look good, man. Because, well, I'm glad as a Yankees fan we don't have those last names on the jersey. We don't, you know, gives us a good, unique look that Fanatics just can't mess up. Uh, so another big news in the hot stove, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of MLB Baseball, he's retiring in 2029. What were you guys' first reactions when the news dropped? Well, um, I wasn't totally expecting him to go for another term in his like mid seventies, but I think the general population of Twitter was pretty happy about it, and it'll be interesting to see change and rules coming in six years. Yeah, I agree with James. I think everybody around baseball is pretty fed up with Manfred and what he's done the past few years. So yeah, I'm curious to see when. 2029 rolls around what changes to the game uh, will be made on top of the ones that already have yeah Manfred obviously uh didn't win too many fans over when he uh 
Well, one forced that lockout too with the Astros situation. Handle that. Three, I would add to that his whole situation with uh, Trevor Bauer. Yeah. Handing out an unprecedented suspension when he was proven not guilty. Mm. That's just a personal. Just a little side a side note here. Do you think Trevor Bauer makes his return? I know we've made a whole episode on this, but now that you know spring training started, you think he gets a chance with an MLB MLB team? Yes, and here's why. He's already said he will play for the league minimum seven hundred twenty thousand. He's already, he came out and said he was, all he wants to do is compete, and I think some managers out there are definitely willing to take. I don't even see it as a risk. The PR. I mean, I think that's just a bunch of bogus. I think if you're you're signing a player who's willing to play for league minimum, one of Cy Young is one of the, debatably one of the best pitchers in the world. Had a good season in Japan, so I think he does come back to MLB before it's all said and done. James, what do you think? Yeah, I do think. It, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad idea to get him. I. With all the pitchers, you know, that I think GMs will look towards first with, like, I mean, you still have Snell, Montgomery, and just I plenty of other guys. I think is better than Jordan Montgomery. Well, it might be, but I think general managers will, like, look towards the free agency pitchers before, you know, they look at a guy that, yeah, could give them negative press or good press. I mean, you're getting a good deal if well, you I do mean, it. Do you want to hand out all the money to a guy like Montgomery or even Snell when you can? You don't, but, like, I don't know. I just... Somehow, I think it would be cool to see him back, but I just don't see it. I just want the content. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the content would go crazy. So what you said about I'd rather have Trevor Bauer than Jordan Montgomery. I'd rather have Jordan Montgomery than That's Trevor Bauer because that. that consistency level. You know, Jordan Montgomery's been he's a good left-handed pitcher. He had, well to begin his career, he was hurt, but ever since twenty twenty, this guy's been a staple in a rotation. And when he was traded from New York to St. Louis, he showed. Uh, a lot of promise, and you know Trevor Bauer, he's got a big question mark on him. You know, came from Japan, he got a two ERA. How is that going to translate to the MLB? You know, we've seen certain Japanese players thrive here in the United States. I don't know if Trevor Bauer's facing MLB kind of talent and had a two ERA when he's doing that. So well, I mean that's true, but Trevor Bauer has already proven himself yeah, in MLB. The guys from Japan, I mean, they're coming over for the first time. I mean, yeah. Bauer's already been there and done that. It's it's been a while though. I mean, it's been since twenty twenty one. But I think even seeing what he's doing now, I think he's definitely gotten better from 2021. Obviously, I think his velo's higher. His off-speed's probably better than it was a couple of years ago. So if he makes a comeback, I'm all for it. I mean, another thing, so Marcus Stroman and Brian Cashman, they, they had definitely had their feuds in 2019. I think Trevor, this compare this to Trevor Bauer having a whole feud with the MLB, especially with Rob Manfred. He made Terry Francona pretty mad in 2019 when he threw the ball over in Kansas City. That's a pretty funny clip if you haven't seen it. It got him traded. Do you think one team and which one team will it be that gives Trevor Bauer a chance to play? Honestly, this is not a biased answer. And I'm going to say the New York Mets because Steve Cohen has proven he will do anything to win. He will spend any amount of money to win. And I think this is a perfect situation that – he would jump on this opportunity to sign Bauer for the league minimum. And quite frankly, I don't think he would sign him for the league minimum. I think he would pay him uh, the money that he deserves. Not a long-term contract, but definitely not league minimum. So I think Steve Cohen is the uh, the perfect manager to sign Bauer in this situation. Yeah, I mean, I think there's plenty of teams that, you know, could use them. I think a lot of these teams have already signed their guys, like uh, Mele, Giolito, just plenty of gray. Plenty of other pitchers have already, you know, signed deals to fill that spot. I think you could look at a team that's like a borderline contender, 
like Arizona coming back, like they could bring him back. They could go get a guy, or San Diego could go get him. You know, there's plenty of other, Philly, Atlanta, plenty of teams could still use him, but it's not, it could be anyone, really. Uh, Connor, I like your Mets take. You know, they've been under fire with Theo Epstein getting in, he's been a bad boy, as they say. Well, for uh, Billy Epler, not the Mets. Oh, oh, Billy Epler? Yeah, Billy Epler got, I don't know if it, I think it was suspended yeah. for, he was like faking Tampering injuries, with injuries and stuff. Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. But, you know, Ken Rosenthal says uh, an interesting t- point on that. After our episode, he, he filmed with his, uh, his podcast, a uh, great, great podcast, Eric Lewandowski, Yankees fans on it. Uh, what he was saying was they wanted to make an example out of Billy Epler. I, I think that's true because, you know, I think every team in the league does this. They, Yankees did it with Josh Donaldson last year. Guy was playing atrocious, had a, wasn't even hitting his weight. Put him on the six-day IL, called up Oswald Peraza, the number three prospect. Peraza played okay, I mean, but better than a production like Josh Donaldson. Do you think the league is going to crack down more on that? Um, not really. I think this, I mean... I don't know if a whole year was particularly necessary. I feel like a lot of teams have done other stuff with injury matters to make them look some different form. I don't I don't know, 162 games, like taking them out for a whole year. For a general manager, not even a player, it just seems like a kind of weird move. Oh, yeah, M- managers have been doing shady things under the table since yeah. Babe Ruth was playing baseball. So, And I just think Billy Epler happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and got caught doing it, so... I don't think this deters anybody, player or manager, from doing things like that in the future. Just don't get caught. We've seen Manfred do a lot of bad things in his tenure, but one of the good things, well, I guess, yeah, one of the good things I took away from yesterday's little press conference was he wanted to put a deadline on free agency. Knowing this was a great free agent class this year, having Yamamoto, Otani, Blake Snell, and Jordan Montgomery, of those signing, like two or four of those have signed. So do you think... You know, Rob Manfred has a point on putting a deadline on free agency. Uh, I think – I don't really know. I think it could go either way. I think if you put the deadline on free agency, it definitely gives players incentives to work out their deals and, uh, th- yeah, things like that, go go play wherever they want. But if you don't, I think it it kind of agitates baseball fans, but at the same time, like, keeps them, on, keeps them on their toes and keeps them, like, watching the hot stove or – doing things like that to see where these players might sign. So I don't know if I've come to a decision on if that's a good thing or not. James, what do you think? Well, it it just doesn't make sense because you all have guys, you know, signing throughout the season. Like you could just have, you know, role players signing in, whether it's, you know, the beginning of the year or towards the end of the year, you'll have guys. So you can't really put a deadline on that. Yeah, the free agents after the season may be at a disadvantage of players. Yeah, who well, yeah, you'd have to almost make it look like a – like how it does in soccer where you have a summer and a winter transfer and, like, you can only move for that certain time. But that would still – I just don't think that would really work. I think free agents would be available when they are now. And if they want to sign, they can whenever. Well, I mean, the thing I th- I can see Manfred's point because we have the Cy Young winner, Blake Snell, still on the market without a team. We mentioned this early in the episode. You know, he doesn't have a team to play for. He doesn't have guys. He's not going to come back to San Diego and if he does, that'd be kind of funny because they would refuse to pay Juan Soto. So I think what I was trying to say there was, you know, guys like Snell should have a home by now. It, they shouldn't wait till spring training to sign. And I don't think it's Snell being nick picky about the, uh, 
the whole negotiation process. It's more of, you know, Scott Boris kind of thing. Uh, spring training games start in six days. What are you guys – what are you most looking forward towards in spring training? Um, well, I'll be down at the great, some of the Grapefruit League games. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, some, yeah, some uh, new guys down there. And uh, it's always just good to see them back playing baseball almost the start of a new season. Yeah, I wish I could see it in person, but, you know, watching it on TV, it's just, yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah, it is good to be back. I think last year, Yankees had a shortstop uh, competition. Anthony Volpe won that, got a gold glove. So spring training is always a good sign of, you know, young players trying to beat their case to be on the scene. So John Heyman was speaking on uh, Bleacher Report yesterday. He said that the Texas Rangers are done. So that rules out... A, re- a potential reunion for Jordan Montgomery, but the the Philadelphia Phillies have one more move left. What do you think that move could be? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm too convinced on Monty going to Philly. I just think that would be. I don't know. I don't know if I could see him in a are, Philly are you, jersey. Are you like trying to spoil my fun here? I mean, I mean, maybe I'm not trying to spoil the Mets fun, but. Are you think he's gonna go to the Mets? No, I don't think he's gonna go to the Mets. But if he goes to the Phillies, that'd be a. It'd be a pretty stout rotation in Philadelphia. James, what do you think the one move that Philly has left in their bag? I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's not like they're going to have to pull out anything, but they could do whatever. I mean, if they want another arm, they need a bullpen arm, they could use a starter. I mean, even if you want another guy in the lineup, they're all there still. So I yeah, guess they can kind of do Because Scott whatever. Boris has been on his ass the whole time. Uh, Baltimore Orioles, they lost Kyle Bradish to an UCL tear. So... You know, of course, they are, they're wanting to pivot to Jesus Lazardo of the... The Jesus Lizard. Yeah. That's a, that's a weird term to put him, but... You, you, ever, you ever Pitching Ninja call him the Jesus Lizard? No, I haven't. I think, that's just, that? I think that's just a personal nickname you have for uh, your thing. No, I think Lazardo is probably one of the most underrated pitchers in the big leagues right now. I mean, lefty, he'll be like 97, 99, hard slider, change up. So, I think... This would def- if the O's were able to pick up Lazardo, I mean obviously you don't want to say replace Kyle Bradish, but replace him in the short term. But I think that would be a pretty good deal. Yeah, Bradish will start the year on the IL. Uh, this is just a sprain. He'll be back. It's not a tear. Pretty sure. So um, he will be back. I don't know if replacement is truly necessary. They have a solid rotation. Obviously, making a big acquisition of the off season. Along with, you know, guys like Grayson Rodriguez and uh, Bradish when he's back and plenty of other guys in that lineup, like uh, John Means as well. So they'll still have a solid rotation, and I don't know if a pickup would be necessary. Yeah, I think a pickup is necessary because, because uh, you know, you you're, this rotation is kind of weak. I don't think Grayson Rodriguez, we mentioned him last podcast, you know, <laughs> shout out Connor Ford. Give me a little dap up, brother. Um <laughs> I think Jesus Lazardo would cost a, a premium package. Connor, you said he's he's a he's a left-handed pitcher. Throws ninety-seven, ninety-eight. Uh, he was down in Oakland. I think the problem with him is the consistency. It, it's when he's healthy, he's good. And the key word in that sentence is when he that consistency just hasn't been there. I think the the Orioles will be a better job of if they try to acquire somebody in free agency. I don't see him going out for Blake Snell or Jordan Montgomery. But they do have the number one farm system in baseball. I could see something happening there. Yeah, quite frankly, I don't think Baltimore has the money. Yeah, yeah, but also what I'm saying, new ownership, new ownership. They just I know, but you come out of a you come into a season with Corbin, Bradish, Rodriguez, Means, and Kramer. That's a I don't. 
yeah, Dean's not great, but you come out there with a solid rotation that can win games. What happened to Flaherty? Is he not on the Royal anymore? Nah, he went to listed. Detroit. Oh, yeah, yeah he didn't do that yeah, yeah. anymore. We didn't really cover that in the hot stove because it wasn't too hot. It was more of like a, you know, the water but was kind of boiling. What I'm saying is you have five, even maybe if you, you can use Tyler Wells or Cole Irvin, you have guys that can be that fifth guy. It's not like you need to go get another well, when they get shelled by the Yankees in uh, early April, we'll come back to this podcast and say, wow, the Orioles kind of need pitching. The Orioles are going to win at least 90 games this year, I feel like. <laughs> well, it, regular season and uh, playoffs are a lot of things. The, the Orioles, April, so. I mean, they're going to get shelled either way. I'm I mean, sure that, they will. Yep. Did they win a playoff game last year, James? Thank you. Uh, so moving on to the free agent predictions left. I can't believe there's this many free agents left, and it's almost March. Uh, so Jordan Montgomery, Connor, where do you have him going? Oh man, I know you said Texas is done, but I really still think Texas. I really still think it's gonna be Texas. I think they're gonna have to work something out to bring him back. I mean, they didn't add too much. They didn't lose too much. I mean, Montgomery was kind of a key piece of that. Oh, actually, they did lose a role as Chapman, and they lost on the Josh Hader sweepstakes. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Texas. They lost that deal with Bally Sports, so. I don't think Montgomery. I think Montgomery likes Texas. I just think he's more of a Philly type of guy. He likes the North. He wife practices in Boston. Played in New York. I think he's a Northern guy. James, where do you see him going? I mean, yeah, I I get Texas. Him coming back there. Another place I could honestly see, like I don't know, San Francisco always ends up making. I know we haven't talked about that, but they could always use another arm. And I mean, he's. I don't know. And then obvious. I think there's other places too. Like, I don't know, maybe. Boston, yeah. potentially. I mean, maybe. his wife practices in Boston. I definitely could yeah, see I, that. I kind of see that. I agree and then they did make some cap room with Chris Sale going to Atlanta for, uh, I forget his name, like Vaughn Grissom or whatever. Yeah, Vaughn Grissom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The go. He's good. I mean, I, mean, yeah, I like Vaughn Grissom. I don't really agree with Boston extending – or, I'm sorry, uh, the Braves extending Chris Sale for two years. And the guy really hasn't been healthy the last But if three. he is healthy. I mean, yeah. that's the like thing. You that, like, said, like you said with Jesus over here, if he's I mean, healthy, that, then he'll – the win. I mean, when player these pitchers are healthy, these guys can be at the top of their game. Yeah, prime Chris Sale is arguably one of the best pitchers in the bigs. I mean, yeah, that nasty slider that you tied up Tanner Hawk and a uh, Garrett Whitlock was pretty good. Yeah, and he got the last out of the World Series, you know. Twenty eighteen versus Manny Machado down to his knees. I know the guys were down on our knees on his uh, Blake Snell. I guess nobody's really down on their knees for this guy. Well, I guess Gary Sanchez when he's, you know, catching all the balls. Alright, you should extend that a little too far. <laughs> I have the I'm going to the Angels, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, slightly disagree on this one. I think uh, Blake Snell goes to Seattle and uh, bolsters that rotation for the Mariners. Uh, I mean, obviously, you got guys like Bryce Miller, uh, George Kirby, Luis um, Castillo. Yeah, Luis Castillo. And if they were to add Blake Snell, I mean that that rotation is dirty. That's a that's a World Series run rotation right there. You're saying dirty? Would you ever go on your hands and knees and catch Blake Snell? No, he throws too many balls. He walks too many guys. Yeah, James, what do you think Blake Snell's going? Um. Well, yeah, I would. I think it would be the Angels make sense, but I mean, I think you could also rotate teams like I just said with Montgomery, with uh, San Fran and Boston could both use an arm. And then I have seen reports about the. Um, the Yankees just kind of randomly out there. So. I mean, so uh, Brian Cashman on Talking Yanks, 
I didn't never saw that collaboration going. How much hate Brian Cashman's got from the Yankees fan base. He said the Yankees never offered a contract to Blake Snell. He's he said that himself. He said numbers were exchanged. Uh oh. Oh, never mind. Connor thinks it's a... Uh, Luis Angel Acuna, Jet Williams are creating buzz at Mets camp. I told y'all Jet Williams was good like a week ago. So Acuna... Why that, that was Acuna though? was traded to the Mets at the deadline. I think it was that Verlander deal? Or no, for Scherzer. For sure, that Scherzer deal. You may yeah. not look like some breaking news. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, Jet I, Williams is good. I, I get that. I really thought it was Blake Snell there, you know. Imagine. Yeah, you just pull, <laughs> you just pull up some report and then you're like... <laughs> and then it's just two Bro's never getting signed. Doing, so uh, another guy, J.D. Martinez, I'm not saying he's in his prime still, but he's still a relatively good hitter. Where could you see a good hitter like Martinez go? Yeah, I think Martinez, I think he makes a reunion in Detroit. I think uh, a team like the Tigers, you know, they're not going to be in contention. They just want to bring guys in who can play every day, and I think a guy like J.D. Martinez is that type of player. So I, have- I could see them extending maybe – one years or one years, one year deal to Martinez, maybe eight nine mil. I mean, I think Martinez in a la- later stage of his career wants to win a a World Series, and that's not even hard to believe. Martinez is he's a good hitter. I mean, played for the Dodgers, played for the Boston Red Sox. So this guy's as kind of a winner, and he's got that winner mentality. I think Arizona they just made the World Series. Another bat won't hurt that lineup. I get Arizona, and I think another team, it's going to be kind of one that's out there. I, I don't probably think this is going to happen. You saw Soler go to the Giants mm-hmm. the other day. I think he could just flip places with Martinez. Martinez heads down to Miami. I, I don't think that'll happen, but I do think, I don't know, that's just something I feel like could be possible. So you mentioned that Jorge Soler deal. What do you got? It's a three-year, 42 mil. What do you guys think of that deal? I mean, James is up at one fifteen in the morning. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> he never discloses what he's doing at that time of day. Oh, I'm but I mean, I mean, hey, I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to you know say what I have to oh, say. School night too, James. One <laughs> fifteen. We got school starts at eight fifteen. Just what are you doing, pal? Yeah, it was the last thing I saw. That so what, what? What did you think of the deal when you first saw it? Um, I thought it was you know he had a good year with the Marlins last year. He's a solid player. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I always think, you know, Solaire can cook on any team, and maybe he will in the Bay. Troy, what do you think? What do I think about Jorge Solaire? I think he knows who that is. He does uh, know who this is. Is this him right here? Yeah, it's yeah. Jorge Solaire. Um, he is, uh, he's black. <laughs> uh, uh, this- yeah, speaking of black. Um, Shout out Daniel Black. That's my that's my guy. I mean, yeah, Mr. Daniel Black, Mr. 2018. He's a baseball he's, player. I mean, got got us Coach he's Chubb. Ba- Shout out Longest Yard. Baseball player, yes. He looks like Terry Crews. Uh, yeah. Can he hit the ball like Terry Crews though? Um, Terry Crews played football. Yeah, but like Terry Crews, like looks like he could hit a baseball. Or is that Jorge Soler in disguise? That's true. He used to like he had to beat his husband up or his not his husband. <laughs> <laughs> his dad. He had to beat his dad up because he kept like beating his wife or something like that. Shout out. So ex- he could definitely hit a ball pretty hard. Yeah, shout out our executive shout out Terry Cruz. Shout out executive producer Charlie Bragg. Been day one with us. Uh Matt Chapman. San Francisco I haven't gone to San Francisco personally. We've James, we've called this since, you know, the first episode. Except you had him going to the Cubs. Well, my no, re- I think this is one we can all agree on. I think San Fran is definitely the prime location to land Chapman. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get that. The Giant. I mean, they've made 
some signings as a recent. And I do I think that's a possibility. Yeah, my original prediction was just Belly and uh, Chapman switching places. And then uh, Belly ends up in Toronto, and then Chapman goes to Chicago. Uh, I don't I don't know if that's going to happen anymore. I do see a return for Bellinger and ever for uh, Chapman. I do think San Francisco is possible, but there are other spots. So our guy, Tim Anderson, down goes oh, – wait, yeah, yeah. He, like, knocked out Jose Ramirez, right? Yeah, he did on second base. Yep. I have, yeah, I have him going to Miami, you know. You know, I agree with you on this one. I think Tim Anderson is ready to get out of the south side. I think he's ready to get out of Chicago. And a place like Miami, obviously, big city, good nightlife. I think that uh, suits a guy like Tim Anderson perfectly. I mean, I don't, I don't know what Tim Anderson does at night. Hopefully not fight. Fight club. Well, I don't think he fights other men. I think he might do something else. With other men? Well, maybe not men. Maybe, you know. Oh, oh, I see what you're implying here. I think I knew what you were implying here when you said nightlife. James, what do you think about Tim Anderson going to Miami? They offered him a contract. Yeah, um, I think, you know, that first punch on Ramirez was a little bit of a miss. Uh, I mean, Ramirez came back with that haymaker and sent him down to the ground. Um, I think that really proved a point there. So, you know, maybe uh, maybe maybe we'll just escape the uh, your favorite division, the AL Central. And uh, head yeah. on down to the beaches of Miami. I mean, the City Connect jerseys look good. I mean, Finax better not mess that one up. So uh, college baseball, that's an opening day today. We said that in the intro. What are you guys' thoughts on uh, Tommy White? I haven't become the breakout player. What are you guys' thoughts on my opinion? I mean, they do call him Tommy Tank, so uh, obviously he hits bombs. Mm-hmm. Obviously he was on that LSU team last year, the one at all, so... Yeah, I mean, I think uh, that's a good pick for breakout college player. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I did think last year that Florida team would go all the way. So you know, dealing with, uh, I mean, Tommy White seems to be the only one that, sort of, one of the only ones that stuck around. I mean, he had a great year last year, hitting what three seventy five, something like that. And yeah, he's got some of the best hitting ability in the country. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he'll, he'll be the best. There's guys that like more, so. Charlie, what do you think about that. Tommy White? Tommy White? Yeah. Uh, he's a good kid. Mm-hmm. Do you, you want a uh, picture of Tommy White? Yeah, let me see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just give you some info on Tommy White. He had he 30 home yet. runs at NC State before transferring to LSU and winning it all with that LSU team. Stack team had Dylan Cruz, Paul Skeens, among others. Uh, I think Tommy White played a crucial fact factor into that, you know, that World Series team. And I think Tommy White can become a top five pick because you don't see that power very often. Charlie, did you see a picture of Tommy White? I did. Um, he looked like uh, kind of like a grizzly bear. So. Yeah, I mean, dude, if he, if um, he got to shave. Yeah, uh, well, I don't know. You best hope the Yankees I don't think like him have to shave all that off. Yeah. But, you know, you think first you could, impressions. You think you play well in L- at LSU? Uh, Yeah. I feel like he'd play well anywhere. I mean, just going off first impressions, I feel like he would, I mean, he'd beat my ass. That's but, for sure. But I guess, you know, I'm not a big baseball guy. <laughs> so um, I don't know how good he'd be, to be honest. And uh, do we? Do you think we see another player like Paul Skeens, you know, shoot up in that draft board? Um. Well, are you just talking about a pitcher? Or are you I'm talking, talking about anybody. I mean, Paul Skeens essentially um, came out of like thin dust with uh, 
coming out of the Air Force as a hitter and a pitcher. Now he became one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in college baseball last year. And look at him now. He's happy with Livy Dunn and with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Livy Dunn, what'd you say? Yeah, that's Paul Skeens. Yeah. Paul Skeens, number one pick in, in last year's draft. Okay, so yeah, I like Caglione this year. Um, I think you saw him a lot during the World Series last year. Uh, he'll lead that Florida team with Langford gone. Uh, I like him. There is one player, there's one hitter that I do like more than, you mentioned Tommy White, and uh, I do like him more than Caglione as well. That's going to be J.J. Weatherholt from West Virginia. Did you uh, like, uh, just know that from the heart, or did you have to look that one up? I, I know who he is. You know him personally? What? You know him personally? Uh, no. Nah, oh, I, th- I thought you did. It's not like you know Tommy White personally. Uh, I mean, I wish I did. Tommy Tank seems like a cool nickname. I mean, Connor Ford is like Connor Curball. No, I just, so. uh, Weatherholtz, you know, he was the Big 12 player, uh, player of the year last year. And he hit well over 400. So I just think he's the best all-around guy this year. And I think he'll uh, be back at his elite status and be one of the top guys. Connor, do you have any friends that are playing college baseball this year? Uh, not personally. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. But uh, I'm sure I've played with guys or against guys yeah. who are playing college this year. Where do you want to go to college? Well, speaking of, you know, I know Grayson Sonia at Ole Miss. He went to Collierville High School. Uh-huh. We played them a couple years ago. Shout my freshman boy. year. Ari Bathio, man. Yeah. Uh, safe to say we got uh, smoked oh, yeah. to no one's surprise, yeah. but it was still a, it was a good game. Where do you want to play college baseball, Connor? Uh, I don't know. Probably somewhere out west. Maybe like a UCLA or a USC. Maybe hey, UC see, Santa Barbara. Maybe. See rocking that UCLA sweatshirt a lot. You know, yeah, I know. Is that where you want to go? You're rocking the, the Bruins, the Blue and the gold. The brew crew? Yeah, the brew crew. Yeah. Another guy I can say, well, I guess, do you think Chase Burns can boost his stock at Wake Forest? I know that's a weird transition, but he was a Tennessee ball, you know, pitched well to the bullpen. He wanted to go to a place where he could start, even though Vitello kind of untapped that potential in Burns. Where do you think he goes? Or like, like not, not where he goes, but like, how do you think he'll perform? Oh, I think he'll perform just fine. I mean, he'll right-handed pitcher gotten up to 102 before so i think the fact that he's at wake forest obviously they're the number one ranked team uh, as of right now so um i think wake forest can win it all yeah great strikeout pitcher and he's gonna be you know a top 10 guy this year in that uh the whole year i think he's coming in as close to a top five guy so he'll be a good top transfer of the year and he'll be a solid pitcher over at wake to replace uh louder and uh, I guess our little last segment we have here is called the comeback player. I, I made this one up in a math class. Yeah, you're not the come rise. Uh, not the come rise. You know that was a little take we had back in the Juan Soto trades, trades, trades episode three. Connor and I had, had quite a laugh on that one. We yipped up like a hundred times on that one, but we're not gonna yip up this time. This is a first take kind of podcast. I think Car- <laughs> I think Carlos Rodon. Is gonna win comeback player of the year, or he's gonna he's gonna make a good rise, cause you know that his stock was so low last year where he just gave up eight runs and didn't get an out versus Kansas City. Where I think he'll be back to where he was back in twenty twenty two. I think he'll make a good run this year with the Yankees and show him that contract. Yeah, I'm gonna have to uh, make another suggestion. I think uh, the comeback player of the year will be Alec Manoa. Oh, yeah, he's on some weight this year, man. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, or, you know, baseball doesn't exist, or at least that video on why fat players are uh, generally better, better. at baseball. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, Alex Manoa, he's a big guy. I mean, he used to be a big guy. He's lost a lot of weight. I think he was in triple A, maybe single A, rookie ball. I think James was texting me, like, his, like, outings on a day-to-day basis. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to root for Alex Manoa. He plays in my division. I don't want to, I don't want to root for that guy. James, what do you think, comeback player of the year? I'm not really sure, but, I mean, I like some of the guys that you all said. Um, I think last year was a bit clearer to kind of see. New rule, you can't say Fernando Tatis Jr. He took steroids. Okay, um, that's great. Um, but what I was thinking, you know, last year's were a bit more obvious. I I think Manoa, if he actually does come back at a all star level, he'll get it for the AL. So I don't know. Last year though, Liam and Bellinger made it pretty clear right away that they were going to get it. Yeah, Bellinger kind of didn't make it clear until like the well, middle. Oh yeah, he did step up, to, but yeah. yeah, but like at a point. Now he's a free agent. I guess it wasn't good enough. He'll come back to Chicago. Really? You think so? I said that like five minutes ago. Yeah, but like, do you actually think so? Yeah. yeah. Uh, that seems like a good place to end it. Uh, Charlie, any last words you want to say? Um, uh, I mean, if you don't know, we bring oh. out our, our number one listener to each podcast session. So um, you got a little special invite today. Um, yeah, I got uh, – do, do you all do jokes on this podcast? I mean, we can. Yeah, I got it. I learned this joke today. It's like is is it a is it like a family friendly joke? Yeah, it's family. Okay, friendly. okay. Um, there's a a bear, and he walks into a bar, and he orders, and he says to the bartender, "I'll have a whiskey and a coke," and then the bartender says, "Why the big paws?" And he says, "I don't know. I was born with these." <laughs> Shout out to the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys on the next one.